0: Manny Diaz is now, he is the first-year head coach of the Canes. We missed him at ACC kickoff in Charlotte. That was our fault, not his. Coach, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: It's great to have you on. I lived in Miami for a while, and I remember your dad as the mayor of Miami. Since you are in a leadership position of a different kind, uh, how do you describe the most important thing or things you learned from dad, the former mayor, when it comes to leadership in the college football world?
1: Uh, well, it's funny because when he was mayor, I was living in Raleigh. Uh, at that time. <laughs> That's but right. It, 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 um, it's been a great model for me um, that you have to set a vision. You have to be true to your vision. Um, you know, even at times when, when there might be evidence to, to maybe panic or waver, And because people want to follow people who have a very uh, concise vision and have a a clear way of how to achieve it. Uh, And then you have to be able to handle the external, you know, Criticism that comes with the job, you know. I mean, whether that's in politics or football coaches, generally the one thing those, the one thing both of those jobs have in common is pretty much everybody thinks they can do it better than the person <laughs> who's currently holding the job. So, um, so it takes it, you. You have to have a little bit of a thick skin and and uh, and understand that that's part of what comes with the profession.
0: With that in mind, uh, we talked with Coach Richt, and he's like, "Man, you could chart my popularity in the eyes of my own alma mater, Miami, and I was so popular when I was that guy with the Georgia Bulldogs." And yet, you know, of course, when he was there in Carl Gables, they loved him. Sometimes they were tough on him at other times. How has that gone for you, coach? Because best I remember when you were this hot up and coming defensive coordinator, you know, masterminding the glitzy turnover chain and great numbers uh, for the Hurricanes. Everybody loved Manny Diaz. How, How did that contrast with, you know, the aftermath of losing to Florida in your season opener?
1: Well, I think any any coach would tell you the same thing, and this is almost along the long, long lines we just spoke about with any leadership position. If if you're the type of person that's sticking your head out the window to try to figure out, you know, what what the the court of public opinion is saying, you're not going to last very long. True. Um, and that's and that's the idea of, of understanding that, you know, whether you're us or whether you're you're a Mac at UNC or or anybody right now, you're just trying to get your team uh, to become the best version of itself, and you know, and that's that's a season long process. So you know. You know what? What like like I said, we don't. We have a scoreboard every week, so we don't have to do uh, we don't have to do polling ratings. You know, like you do in politics. We we have a pretty good idea where we stand.
0: Manny Diaz is with us, the Miami head coach. He's on Twitter at coach underscore Manny Diaz. When I lived in Hollywood, Florida, way back, uh, Miami had that. You know, I guess it wasn't a five-time national champion labeled quite yet, but you know the the Jimmy Johnson stuff, the Howard Schnellenberger stuff that you you know so well. I've seen you use the hashtag. T N M on social media representing the new Miami, but I've heard you say that it's not like you're just flushing the old Miami. So what does the new Miami keep about the old Miami, but also while modernizing it, I assume.
1: Correct. Well, Miami won for, for simple reasons They they, they, they got really, really good players. Uh, a lot of times that were not highly regarded by the recruiting services. Um, and then they just went to work at, on these practice fields, and 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 their level of competition, and their work ethic, and the way that they competed, and everything they did during the off season, um, and that competitive spirit, it it translated into the games, and that's why you when you watch Miami play, they just, you know, the confidence that they played with, that's where it came from. So there's no there's no secret to it. So you can't you can't seek the swagger first, right? It, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. You 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 have to understand all of the the work that went into those teams playing with the confidence that they played with. And again, what gives you confidence? Being prepared gives you confidence in anything, whether it's, you know, you know, if you're in a school age kid and you're going in to take a test, if you know, if you study the test, if you know, you know, the material, you're going to walk into that test a lot more confident than if, than if you haven't.
0: When you were at NC State under Chuck Amato, the word swagger actually applied really nicely to some of those outstanding Wolfpack teams. What do you remember about your family's time here in our statewide audience and about you know what applied to those teams that maybe you're trying to apply now? What did the Chuck Amato part of your coaching tree contribute to who you are today with the Canes?
1: Well... First, we loved, we love living in, in the triangle area, you know, I've actually spent six years there, which the way this crazy coaching profession is, it's longer than I've lived anywhere. Yeah. Um, two, two of my three sons were born in Raleigh. Um, so we, you know, my wife has, has, you know, two degrees from, uh, postgraduate degrees from NC state. Um, So it was, it was a great time. It was great to see uh, a program get built from the ground level because again, I was a young coach and all I had seen was i had come in at Florida state when they were really on top of the the world. And I didn't understand how, what it took to get there. Um, and seeing us, but you know, to use the first three examples, their first three years as an example of, you know, how we built a program and, and got it to the 2002 team that won 11 games and, um, you know, and then just all the things it takes to build a program, and and how we were able to build that defense. You know, a couple of years later, into the number one defense in the country, um, and then just the trick was being able to match it up with with the quarterback. You know, which sometimes that's a part of it. To be honest, it's a little bit what happened to us last year at Miami. We had an outstanding defense, and we were very young, and had some um, shaky moments on offense, um, and that's just all part of college football. You know, sometimes it's it's just hard to get the get it the timed up right, where you know you've got a special, uh, you know, you can be special on both sides of the ball. But I thought. I thought Chuck built that that program, and the, and the, you know, and that that fan base, and the way they supported the team is is, um, is something we'll always have fond memories of.
0: It's funny, Phillip Rivers on the team, on one of the teams that you coached, or several, uh, is an example of one of the greatest true freshman quarterbacks in the history of college football, and certainly in our neighborhood. Saturday night in Chapel Hill, you've got true freshman Sam Howell lining up behind center for Mac Brown, your opponent. And I know your guy is a red shirt, but Jaron Williams will be yet another freshman at the most important position on the field. I read, Coach, that you're the first new Miami head coach to choose a freshman as your starting quarterback since 1964, I mean, before even I was alive. What about Jaron made you pick him over more experienced quarterbacks, and how do you assess at this point, you know, his uh, first step, if you will, against the Florida Gators?
1: Well, we were Dan Enos does a great job. He's our offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and he does a great job of 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 mentoring those guys. And we had a pretty um, steadfast formula for who would be our starting quarterback. And number one, you had to be able to avoid the critical layer. Um, you know you you hold the ball in every play., uh, so you've got a, as easy of a chance to get us beat as anybody else in the stadium on yep. any given night. So um, you know, don't burn down the building is number one. <laughs> and then number two, in 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 this offense, you know, there is an answer for the quarterback in basically every passing concept we have. You just have to understand where to go with the ball. So it really turns into decision-making. Can you solve the riddle on where the ball should go predicated on the coverage? And then secondly, accuracy. Do you have the accuracy to get it there? And then the final element is Do you have the ability to perhaps do something maybe a little bit off script, a little bit special, where if things break down, um, you, you're going to go to the, the right guy, but the, the protection breaks down. You can extend the play, keep your eyes down the field, and make something happen. And um, – all three of the quarterbacks in our competition really elevated their game. And we thought we could have won with all three of them. Jaron just, just, you know, was the best in all of those categories. Then we stuck them into a very hostile environment, Orlando, um, against an outstanding, one of the top defensive fronts in all of college football. And Jaron never blinked. I would say Jaron and, and actually, if you look at, you know, the performance of, of Sam Howell on Saturday, I thought they were very similar. They were both very poised and calm for guys really playing their first college football. So, um, and when the team – you know, everybody on the football team watches the quarterback on every play. So when all those guys on the sidelines see that, you're, 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 that your, your quarterback is, is calm under pressure, that gives everybody a sense of, hey, we, got, we have a chance today.
0: Manny Diaz is joining us. He's the first-year head coach at the University of Miami. Other than Texas A&M's visit to Clemson, I think the Canes at the Tar Heels is one of the more compelling matchups really in all of college football. We're bringing our big tailgate tour. Uh, coach, that's our version of a bunch of tents and games and goofiness and prizes and stuff. Uh, not going to be on your radar, but it's uh, our way of celebrating this great matchup in Saturday night, on, uh, on Saturday night in Chapel Hill. You were, best I understand, the mastermind of the glitter turnover chain which now has a new wrinkle I think with the 305 we saw a couple of versions of it man that's some serious bling Um, is everybody copycatting from you over these last three years I see a turnover towel I see a turnover whiteboard now Uh, how did that come about and and what makes it special even now that you've uh, graduated to head coach since you guys still have a version of it
1: well, we we were not the first uh, to have a turnover prop, um, so we we can't we can't claim to have invented that. Um, we certainly have the best one. <laughs> I don't I don't, don't, don't hear any doubt about that. You know, it turned hey, hey guess what it turns out that uh 18 to 22 year olds love having thick gold chains around their neck. You know, so. But we you know we weren't even thinking about that all we wanted was more turnovers in in 2017 we had we had a good year in defense in um, 2016 we were top 15 in almost every category we were not good in creating turnovers so you know hey whatever 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 it took and and uh, and it kind of started from there and took on a life of its own we did not understand or or foretell the you know the sort of impact it would have with our fan base and and nationally um, but once it kind of picked up momentum, it has become a thing, and it and then it, it had an offspring this past year. We've got we've got our touchdown rings for the offense because when I became the head coach, those guys started looking at me with you know these little baby eyes like, Coach, what about us? You know, we're your, <laughs> we're your players too. So we had to come up with something to change the chain. The chain will always be for the defense, but now that now our guys on offense, they have something uh, to give them incentive to get that ball across the goal line.
0: I've known Mac Brown, Coach, since 1987, and I've always described him as a master of relationships. So we had him on our show yesterday, and I said, how do you deal with a relationship when you not only had to let Manny Diaz this week's opponent go during your time together at Texas you actually let him go in the month of September which just sounds you know, 10 times more painful and he said he's gotten to know your family a little bit he covered you during his years at ESPN he considers you a friend and you just turn the page and move on you know meanwhile you could guess this Miami football fans are like man if Coach Diaz has a chance to run it up against the Tar Heels he's going to remember what happened six years ago how do you view that personal aspect aspect of this uh, business trip on saturday night
1: well i think mac is right first of all is that you know just over time and we you know again we've crossed paths on multiple occasions and you know and and text back and forth so you know i, I think that i think that personal relationship is is there and, and is intact but you know it's very similar you know last last week we played you know we played florida and you know dan mullen who i worked for twice and you know, once the game starts, you're really not cognizant of who's on the other sideline, yeah. and and no one is coming to the stadium to watch the coaches coach. You know, they're all, everybody's coming to watch the players play, and you know, ultimately those will be the guys that will decide it. So I'm sure he's. Got his handful trying to get them to, to play better than they played a week ago despite the fact they won, and we have our hands full trying to get our guys to play better than we did uh, against Florida.
0: Last thing for you, uh, you mentioned Sam Howell, the quarterback, but what else, anything else, either side of the ball, what jumped out at you on video about the Tar Heels and their win over the Gamecocks in Charlotte?
1: Well, a lot of what we've already known. I mean, we've always had a lot of respect for their running backs. You know, uh, they did a great job in the running game and blocked and, and things up very well. Um, defensively, they played very fast defensively. They've got a really good coaching staff and, and all these things that we knew. And I think the thing that they will be most proud of, and, and you can just listen to the quotes coming out, is just when you come in as a first-year coach and a first-year staff, you're really just trying to change the mentality and the mindset and the culture. Um, because those things make schemes better right and and it it's easy to point to the plays that people run but the belief that the players have um that something good is about to happen and i think that's when you're able to come from behind against a team like South Carolina i think that's i think that's more telling into the into a little bit of the look inside of the culture of the program and you want to know that it's real because every new first year head coach is always going to say well you know we're going to be better because of x y and z but you got to get out there on the grass and you got to you have to make it real so i think that's the thing that really stood out um, and that's the thing about college football—it's a new year every year. Uh, we, you know, we like to think that there's—we all have recency bias—but um, there's always surprises every year. So um, it's, you know, no, no one is knowing is no one is going to this game with the sins of 2018, you know, on their back. It's—it's it's a new week and it's a new—it's a new season.
0: I have no idea how well 45-year-old Manny Diaz dances in the locker room or otherwise. But what did you think of the 68-year-old Mac Brown's viral dance uh, in
1: Charlotte? Did you happen to catch it? Maybe, maybe i've already seen him dance maybe, that's maybe true. behind closed maybe behind closed doors you know at texas no uh, <laughs> uh no. hey look it's, i i know this and, and and it's hard to win yeah and and wins wins should be celebrated and uh so it's it's you know i think it's 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 fun for everybody
0: thanks coach appreciate your time on the david glenn show good luck on your trip to chapel hill
1: thank you thanks for having me on
0: you got it manny diaz first year head coach of the miami hurricanes